Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You've got to expose the podcast to some hot chat comedy heat and then leave it to rest for 10 minutes to make sure it's succulent in the middle. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast. Cowabunga! I was about to say your name. I don't even need to say your name because you've already introduced yourself with your traditional Cowabunga. Cowabunga, everybody. I hope you're looking after each other and yourselves. Cowabunga, Ed. Uh, Cowabunga to you, James. Uh, This is James Acaster and Ed Gamble on the Off Menu Podcast. This is a little introduction that we're recording for a very special live-streamed episode that we did this week with the wonderful Roisin Connerty, James. Oh, man. We've already recorded this one. It went out live. And if you saw it, you'll know that technically... It was a disaster. It was a technical disaster. Uh, it was a sweaty back nightmare. Um, it made all of the great Benito's hair fall out. He used yep. to have a luscious head of hair, and now he looks like a thug. Looks like a little thug. Now, apart from the content of the episode, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yes. Uh, uh, our guest had some issues uh, signing onto the Skype chat. Then the guest had issues with their internet. Then James Acaster had issues with his internet, so we can hear James on the episode, but yeah. on the live stream we couldn't see James, which was a big disappointment because his facial expressions are, are a real highlight for the live streamed episodes, I'd say. Yes, little bonus, isn't it? Because the podcast, you have to imagine what our faces look like. The bonus of it being on YouTube and live stream is that you can see what our faces are doing, but not for me. I, I, I've got my lamp ready. I've got my mash crown ready that uh, someone made for me. All went to waste. Uh, and then throughout the episode, we had issues. Uh, I don't think Roisin had muted something, so you could hear us talking back through Roisin's computer. She she tried to put her headphones on, uh, but her headphones didn't play anything through them. She still had the headphones, sure, even though they didn't do the one yeah. function the headphones are supposed to do. Absolute nightmare. But I think the content was top-notch. 
It really was. I think Roshin is one of the perfect off-menu guests. We've been waiting to get her on for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I think her choices were great. She had brilliant reasons for all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in for a real treat. It's a very good menu. It's a very funny menu. A lot of great stuff came out of it, and I really hope you can hear all of it because technically Benito's done his best. I would have put my hands up and say Benito's done yes. his best to to sift through the absolute torrent of shit that we put out there. Um, yes. And it's a bonus. I hope you enjoy it. Apologies for the sound issues. I promise that in a few series time, we'll get Roisin back on in a proper recorded environment where we can actually sit her down and have a proper chat. But for now, mm-hmm. this can just be a nice little intro. And there was a secret ingredient, James. There was a secret ingredient. It was carob. Carob. Fake chocolate. Fake chocolate. We probably even picked it on a previous episode. I don't know. Do you know what? I hope we did. I hope it just adds to the absolute shambles that this episode is. But um, also, I, I, you said about Great Benito's work very hard. Just bear it in mind while you're listening to this podcast for every minute or two minutes that you listen to Benito's taken roughly 45 minutes to edit that <laughs> so just really bear that in mind how much how much sweat and tears he had to put into this before you go tweeting him your little complaints it's a bonus we tried our hardest it was to raise money for a good cause it's a cosmic shambles stay at home festival it's to raise money for performers and artists who've lost their livelihood during the coronavirus you can still drop some money in the jar go to cosmic shambles.com forward slash stay at home throw some money in the tip jar to be honest actually don't complain about any of the episodes because they're all free i mean for fuck's sake those of you who do complain what are you on where but do you get off? You get Benito- fr- something for free that no one forced you to listen to, and then you complain about it. So at least with this one, put some money in the jar and help people out who have lost their livelihood. Right. Well, without further ado, I think we're very much uh, we're very much putting off the inevitable. Uh, let's cr- let's crack on with the off menu podcast of Roshin Uh, welcome. It's a slightly chaotic one. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. We've got an amazing special guest. Uh, I can't wait to introduce a special guest. Jeannie, fuck off. I've not introduced you yet. No, fuck off. Right. Oh, but what's that lamp sat there? Oh, everyone, rub the screen. Give it a little rub. Rub some of the muck off your screen as well, you dirty buggers. Oh, who's that? Who's that coming now? Whoa, whoa. It's the Genie. Hello, Ed. It's the G. Hello, James. How are you, mate? Very well, thank you. Very excited to be here and to appear out of my lamp as per usual. Slight. It's. I, I'm just enjoying the calm after the storm. It's. Uh, it's normally traditional to have a calm before the storm. Um, oh, now this is something that I've seen James getting ready for quite a long time. Uh, his Mash King crown. I don't know if. Anyone watching out there is aware of the lore of the Mash King, but here is the Mash King in all his glory. How many mashers are on the crown, James? Uh, oh, one, two, three, four, five. Five mashers on the crown. Uh, does it fit me? Not really. I'll be honest, for me, uh, your picture froze about five minutes ago, so I've just got a... Com- you are completely still holding the Mash Crown in a perfect position. Hopefully for people at home. Um, oh, good. No, it's frozen for uh, the producers as well. Um, so quite possibly 
at home, there are people now just watching a frozen picture of you with the mash crown on, which is a, it's how frozen mash. Frozen mash. It's not nice. Uh, it's how I'd want to remember you. If this is the last time I ever saw you, it is you completely frozen holding the mash crown. Well, this is a disaster. Hopefully, you're going to come back to us uh, in picture as well as audio soon, James. Um, but how's lo- how's lockdown going for you? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, just. Uh... Just hanging out with Jason McKenzie a lot, uh, mainly just hanging out with Jason McKenzie and uh, talking about our lives and our hopes and our dreams. And it's, it's been really nice, actually, to get to know him. Who are you spending more time with, uh, McKenzie, or, uh, McKenzie or your girlfriend? Uh, it's pretty evenly split. They get quite jealous of one another, so I have to time it. And like when I'm speaking to one of them, uh, the timer goes off, I'm like, sorry, I go. And then I'll the other person and have a chat with them for a bit, set the timer again. Uh, it's time for a because uh, I'm a genie waiter. Oh, this is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> I should probably say now we're doing this for a good cause. This is for the Cosmic Shambles Stay at Home Festival, which is to raise money for performers, artists, and musicians who've lost their livelihood during this damn virus. Uh, there should be a link on the video now. You can donate. Uh, please go and put some money in. Uh, CosmicShambles.com forward slash stay at home. Uh, you can also donate. Go and do that now, uh, because quite frankly, there's some performers here who appear to have not only lost their uh, livelihood, they've lost their fucking minds. James, have you pressed the video? Yes, I pressed the video. It's just not coming up. It's just not doing it. I've never had this before. I've never had this with Skype before, and it's the most amount of effort I've put into the visual element of Skype. I've I've never been here with a lamp and a mash crown on, and yet (laughs) completely just nothing's coming up. Do you think that's why? Do you think you've put you're doing too much and it can't handle it? Yeah, it just knew. It knew that it mattered and now look at it. It's <laughs> absolute nonsense. The producers just said, worst case, we can put a still of James up. Right, James, here's what we're going to do. We're going to crack on with the task in hand. Uh, this podcast is a food podcast. We interview a special guest about their favourite. Starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink. And our special guest this week is Roshi Conaty. Every week we have a special ingredient, and if the special ingredient gets mentioned by our guest, the guest gets removed from the restaurant. Uh, right now, uh, quite frankly, it's like the genie mentioned the special ingredient because he has been removed from the restaurant. Roshi, don't look at the screen. I'm going to hold up a sign of the, the secret ingredient. So close your eyes. Okay. You're good, Roshi. You can open your eyes again now. Right, James, should we crack on? Yes, let's welcome Roshi Quality to the Dream Restaurant. Hey! Woo! Yeah! She's here. Roshi, how are you doing? I'm doing so well. I'm so proud of us for ploughing on because this has been pretty spicy. <laughs> None of my friends are You look like you're in a hostage situation. I don't know what. Are you in a bin? It looks like you're sitting in a bin. <laughs> Oh, oh, this. Oh, yeah. I'm um, Oscar the Grouch. Uh, you're yeah. really at the top of it. It looks like you're doing a bit and you're, you're stood in a bin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's in a bin with a tash. <laughs> right. Roisin, welcome, welcome to the restaurant. We are going to plough on diligently, like you say. Here we go. So are you... <laughs> Don't cry, Roisin. I'm here, I'm here mate. <laughs> this is it. Roisin, I'll be honest with you, and this will sound mean, if you cry, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to cry, but it would be the perfect end to this episode. If you cry, then we will all go offline. <laughs> full sobs. Do you want full sobs? Or, yeah. Or just a gentle, a gentle flow? 
Roisin, it's a question we ask straight away. Are you a foodie? Yes, I am. Proudly, since uh, 19, I'd say 1984 or 5 is when I realised that I was in the top tier of foodies. And what happened in 84, 85 that made you realise that? I had five servings of cake and custard at school dinners. <laughs> Was that because Live Aid was on? Live Aid was on in 85, wasn't it? It was because like, they had a cake that they hadn't had for a while, and I thought, they're not going to have this for a while, and I went up four or five times, and I thought, I like food more than other people. <laughs> what was the cake? Do you remember what the cake was? The coconut sponge cake, you know, with the custard. And the jam on top? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. James means that. That's when that's when <laughs> we hear James being genuinely sincere. It's just oh, that sounds good. <laughs> Nothing to follow it up with. No humour. Just that sounds good. He's imagining the cake. It made me feel like I'd gone up to him in a hotel bar and told him that story. <laughs> so I feel I feel like we should crack on with the menu in hand, James. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna kick off the ordering process? Still on sparkling water, Roisin Connerty. Oh, sparkling, please. What? <laughs> I just thought it would be funnier to leave it. <laughs> it's really funny because every time there's a silence, Roisin assumes that the whole thing's gone offline <laughs> uh, and her eyes panic wildly. Um, I um. I like sparkling, sparkling water because I like fizzy, I like fizzy drinks, and so I like to get a sparkling water. Sparkling water makes you feel like you're out. I think a water feels a bit sort of um, you're not getting involved really. You're just having a water. You're not going to sort of get in. You're not in. You're not out for a party, you know. <laughs> List your top three fizzy drinks now. Coca Cola um, is the king of the drinks, um, mm-hmm. and Fanta. And then uh, uh, 7-Up. Ed, are they all the Coca-Cola company or have I got that wrong there? I've got no idea, James. You, uh, you, you seem to be more across the corporations than I am. I just, I just buy for the label. Fanta is the Coca-Cola company. I know that for a fact. But yeah, I, um, I really, really... So I thought someone... Okay. Um, uh, I thought someone said I would watch that tube, but they didn't. It was just someone, one of you guys. <laughs> so I'm looking at my phone thinking, she's got a load of family there. <laughs> Roche, relax. No one's watching anymore. No one's just, watching this. This is just a chat. I'm a big fizzy drinker. I've got better. Now I at least have the ones without sugar. But I I would say half of my personality is from Coca-Cola. I really notice it when I haven't had it. Half of your personality? Yeah, like there's a real drop in in sort of sort of verve. <laughs> I don't have a lot going. If I don't have if I haven't had a Coca-Cola in a couple of days, it's it's very well, it's very flat. How much Coca-Cola are you drinking on a daily basis? Listen, is this an intervention? <laughs> yes. Um, I've got better, but a lot, really. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to buy, you're too young, but they used to, they used to sell super, super size Cokes. And I used to drink a whole one of those at lunch, which are like the size of like a, a tenant's beer. It was like 10 or 11. Terrible parents. What, like a big, a big can? <laughs> you just... As a kid, just standing there with a massive can. Did you have a rolly as well? <laughs> if I could have got my hands on one, I would have. But the ice, I remember, and I'd open it at break and have a bit and then put it in my locker and then have the rest of it during the day. 
So you drink it flat out of your locker? In a brown bag, in a brown paper bag. Because <laughs> yeah, I wasn't allowed coats. It would be in a brown bag. You weren't allowed to bring in school. Did you have your packed lunch in a bindle? <laughs> a what? A bindle? Yeah, that's like a tramp stick. You know, like a like a cartoon. Great word. I've never heard that word. Thanks, you can use it. Pop it up your bread! Pop it up your bread, Roisin! Pop it up your bread! <laughs> Hello? <laughs> We've got a plow on. I'm sweating. I've got I've got the sweats like I'm on stage and they're going off, 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 and I'm like, gotta get peed. James sh- James shouted Dobbs are bread. Darts or bread? <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go Poppadoms. They uh compliment. They don't try and gazump. <laughs> nice. They know they're just that they're just greeters. They don't try and get into the party. Bread! Bread shows up dressed to the nines. It wants in. <laughs> it's causing it causes trouble, but it comes dressed as a friend. I'm sick of my poppadoms. Thank you. So you want you, you you think bread's a bit of a bully. It pretends it's a friend, but really, it's just trying to take over your life. Bread's one of those things. It's like uh, it's it it acts like it's just doing no harm. It's sort of just like just a bit of bread. They throw it down like just some bread. What's the big deal? Like a drugs video. <laughs> and then you're like, you know, twenty bowls into it, and you're like, I can't eat anything. It's just it's terrible. You should not get involved with bread. At dinner, it's mad, the maddest thing ever. Takes so, a you know, then you always forget about it. Like, oh, bread, my own friend, and then destroy your food. And the poppadom is is quite a meek meek character, would you say? The poppadom is it gets you going. It's not trying to finish you off, <laughs> but it presents itself as a course. Yes. So it kind of is a bit more open and honest. It's like, look, I look like a meal. I've got my own dips and everything. Exactly. And it's and it's saying, I'm just here to to sort of do this thing. It's not yeah, it's not trying to pretend it's not there and cause trouble. Also that the dips the dips are finite. So I always find if I've got a load of poppadoms and I finish one of the dips, I know I've probably had too many poppadoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't deal with the dips. I like I go I I have my poppadoms neat. You go dry, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Ten poppadoms, hold the dips. <laughs> <laughs> the dips add a different story if you're going to say poppadom with dips or bread dips add a whole other you're getting involved in some you know you're throwing some texts about <laughs> you're getting involved in things you can't pretend it's an innocent an innocent not meal it's sort of getting into the territories it's bordering on starter but if you're not having dips your mouth must be arid <laughs> I've got sparkling water and Coca-Cola don't, are you yes. listening <laughs> You must be slamming that sparkling water. Just <laughs> may as well eat a, an urn full of ashes. <laughs> That's what people say about my mouth. She's got a mouth. Very much like an urn full of ashes. <laughs> I actually think that's the best justification for poppadoms we've ever had. Thank yes. God. Are you just encouraging me because I'm sweating so much with fear? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. And also, we can't see the sweat, Roche. Don't worry about it. Can, can you tell that I'm sweating, Roche? I'm sweating so much. <laughs> I'm James. All I'm thinking of you is a, is a little flying thing 
I really like the idea of you, of you flying sort of round, but no one can see you. And it makes me feel comforted. Yes, well, that's exactly what's happened. Then imagine that we all feel better. We come to your starter machine, which you hopefully haven't ruined by putting dips with your popper dogs. Okay. Uh, what is your dream starter? My dream starter is very plain. Mm-hmm. Halloumi. On its own? No. Coriander <laughs> and tomatoes and lemon. And mango chutney and lime pickle. <laughs> <laughs> and popper dogs. And popper dogs, yeah. Um, I think it's one of them, it's a starter that you know you can order it. If you're really hungry, it will, it does that thing of going, oh, I probably will eat a starter and it will just fill you up. But it's tasty, but it's also not going to infect the the main meal with a, with a different mood. Mm-hmm. You've got to protect your moods at dinner. You know, each meal is like a little mood and you can't just go around acting psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> you need to know what mood you are. And halloumi is a straight down the line starter. It's not, a, I don't like starters that are small versions of a meal. That's not a starter. I'd say that's exactly what a starter is. Well, a, no. a small version of a proper meal? Mini meal. No. <laughs> Come on, mate. Set straight. Set straight, Roshi. Chaos. You can't have pasta as a starter. You can't have meat, really, I would say. You can have a prawn, you can have a bit of cheese, and you can have leaves. And then you have yeah, a <laughs> So you're saying no pasta as a starter, no meat. No. What is your problem with Italian people? They do oh, lovely, oh. lovely mains. Okay, you can have, I'll, I'll add a caveat, like a smoked meat you can have. But you're going with, I, I think halloumi is an excellent choice. Thank you. Don't back down with him, Moshi. Don't let him bother you into saying that there's not many meals they are. And that's wrong. <laughs> it, should be, it should not be mini meals. It shouldn't be mini meals. They should not be. They should have their, they should have their own dance card. They should not come dressed for dinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your main issue at the moment seems to be food, dressing as other things. Well, not dressing as other things, but like not being... It's like having a having its own brand. Like a starter should feel like, oh, it's, that's what you have at a starter. Otherwise, it's chaos. Why not have cake for a starter? I mean, I would, but I, I respect the medium. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to take, take you to task on this. You're saying halloumi is a starter. I would see it more as a side. I think you're bringing a side in to be your starter. I think um, sides and starters, I'm willing to, if we're going to make a deal here, I'm willing to speak to my lawyers. <laughs> and say that I think sides and starters can be interchangeable. So you could have a chip, you could have chips as a starter. Calamari can be both. Your halloumi can be both. Um, prawns, maybe prawns not both. Oh, she's got you. She's got you. They can be. They can be interchangeable. And sometimes your best meals are just a whole range of starters and sides if they are proper starters as opposed to mini dinners. I am completely behind halloumi as a starter. How many slices are you having? Because I've never once opened a pack of halloumi and not eaten the whole block. I think four. I like it to be in the shape of the cross. <laughs> with the, <laughs> <laughs> I like the present. It's very easy to present in a nice way as well. If you if you're making it at home, but in restaurants, it always looks. It's just a safe. There's no, especially when we're gigging and travelling. So I'd have four slices, no more than that. After that, you're going into rubber land. <laughs> Rubberland, yeah. Roisin, when you yeah. put the halloumi in the shape of the cross, what hymn do you sing? 
Um, I normally, Are you at your home? I'll sing uh, probably, I can't fit, Little Donkey, maybe. Not one of the big ones. <laughs> 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 just one of the little ones just sort of so it's all a bit peaceful but mm. donkey's a good hymn it's about a donkey yeah and it's not it's not too religious either is it no you don't want to do that while you're eating that gets really weird and we'll just upset loads of people so i'm, like, I'm not i'm not yeah. here, I'm not here yeah. being like i blew yeah. me the ship of cross don't care edge lord i just mean i like the shape of a fall <laughs> you don't yeah. you don't want to start going into rubberland, do you no not rubberland. that's the thing certain right. foods you get like people three bits, and you're like they're still good. Fourth bit, and you're like I'm good to go now. They've gone all rubbery. <laughs> what? No, I'm lost. I, I, I knew what Rubberland meant, and then you said food is like people. You have three bits, and it's okay. And then a the fourth bit. What? What? What people are you having three bits of? And then a the fourth bit. Well, because certain people you can have lots of, and you go, it's fine. I can eat. I can eat them all day, metaphorically. Uh, you can yeah. you can do them, and then other people you're like, oh, they're great, but they're they're olives. You, you want to sprinkle them on. You don't want to have them around more than you would have olives. You don't have a bowl of olives. You have a couple. You have a handful. You like olives. And you just yeah. don't need them full time in your bowl. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So I'm gonna. I didn't think I'd bring this up this soon. I would say the same for pesto. There's only a certain amount of pesto I could eat spread out in a big bowl of pasta. I certainly couldn't, for example, Roisin, eat pesto out of the jar with a spoon. You could if you were drunk and you were in Edinburgh and you had no food and you were with a giant man who was bullying you into making a pasta dish that you don't know how to make. Um, so just for listeners who might not have caught the Greg Davis episode, he uh, ratted Roisin out for uh, eating pesto from the jar with a spoon. A pair of us, not on my own. It was neat and it was, and we were listening to Dolly Parton and it was three o'clock in the morning mm. and we were going to cook. We were living, there was loads of us living in a flat, we were not, you know, and then everyone hadn't come back and we thought people were going to bring us back food and they didn't. And then we just set the pesto neat. The problem is with that is that I don't think there's any story that you can tell that will justify it. <laughs> I've had a meal with you, James. Do you remember that time? Yep. <laughs> yep, we had a lovely meal, but you didn't pull out a jar of pesto and eat it neat in front of me. <laughs> no, but we had no knives and forks, and we ripped fish. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> the first time I met Roisin, yeah, we had a memorable dining experience. We did a gig, and we were staying in the same hotel, and after the gig, we realised we were both starving. And so we went to a fish and chip shop, got fish and chips, got back to the hotel, realised we didn't have any cutlery, so we sat down and just ate it with our raw, our bare hands. And it was, I still think it's probably the greasiest meal I've ever had and I ate it with my hands. Like yeah. it was more greasy than most fish and chips. <laughs> and hotel is a very complimentary way of saying where we were staying because they, the yeah. bathrooms weren't part, just about the bathrooms weren't part of the rooms. So there was like separate, yeah. you had to like share the t bathrooms with other residents. They were like little tiny little dorms and <laughs> James is so gen such a gentleman. He said, you know, and there, there was no windows. They're like cupboards. And James was like, we it in our, my room. We ate this stinky fish with our hands. <laughs> yeah, I don't eat well in Scotland, even though they have very good food. But yeah, I've had the pesto and the fish and chips were both in Scotland. How much of the pesto? Did you eat? How much of the jar did you get through? It started off, it was like one of those things where we were like, we can't do this. And then it was done. And we don't both sort of remember. <laughs> we were sort of like, no, we'll have a bite. We'll, and then it was sort of like looking for crackers, looking for bread, looking. And and then we just, <laughs> but the worst of it was like, because we're like sort of brother and sister. By the end, it was genuinely like you take a bite, because it was like passing it back to each other and taking a bite. You have a bite. I'll have a bite. So that we both <laughs> we made sure we got our fair share. 
I wouldn't consider eating pesto from the jar necessarily. I think there are things you can eat direct from the jar. Peanut butter? Yes. Yeah. Nutella? Yes. Is there anything else? There's a YouTube video of a guy eating an entire jar of Nutella. He eats the whole thing in one go, uh, and it's all sped up. And then at the end, he says to the camera, I ate a whole jar of Nutella today. What did you do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is reframing a bad thing very well. And I (laughs) imagine if Roisin watched that video on the day she ate a jar of pesto. (laughs) What did you do? Oh, I ate a jar of pesto. This has no effect on me. <laughs> I shared a jar of pesto with my friend Greg. We passed it back and forth like a brother and sister. <laughs> you know, like the traditional brother and sister thing. It is a traditional that sort of thing where it's like we were both knew it was disgusting, but we were so hungry. It was Edinburgh. We were emotionally bereft. It was late. The pe- Rod Gilbert hadn't brought us back chips like he said he would. <laughs> we were just sad and we just had to eat what was there but it's uh yeah i mean it was pretty dark to wake up the next day and i think it was like lloyd langford like if anyone see the best though we're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like well, that reflects that reflects badly on lloyd that he yeah. woke up and f- his first thought in the morning was where's the pesto i think i've had more conversations of lloyd saying is there bacon where's bacon than any other thing i've ever spoken about <laughs> at one point I, I i think he was like being sponsored it was cr- he likes bacon more than more than anyone Oh, he's just very disrespectful to the police. And just kept on saying it to you when you're out and about. Do you smell bacon, Roshi? <laughs> I always smell bacon. Halloumi is your starter. Your main course is roast chicken. I thought for a second there you were when you said when you said roast. When you were halfway through saying roast, I thought you were just going to say your own name as the, the main course. I eat myself. <laughs> Won't you know? Roast chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the best dish of all the dishes because you can take it anywhere. If you want to take a roast chicken out in winter, you put some potatoes around it. You want to take it out in the summer, you put some coleslaw, you put some green salad around it. A roast chicken is a friend. <laughs> when you say. You want to take it out? Do you mean like out and about? Not out. Not in the clubs. That is the only place not to order a roast chicken is in the clubs. Um, but it's a sort of wherever you are in the world, especially if you just need your food to be like, I need to have a nice meal. I think a roast chicken is, it's very tasty, but it also it you can you can you can create a thousand meals from it and so that's my favorite of all the i'll always try and build from the roast chicken <laughs> okay well yes uh i would definitely order i would definitely order roast chicken in a club why if it was available imagine standing in the middle of the dance floor and everyone else has got like a gin and tonic and stuff and then a waiter brings you a full roast chicken my yeah. friend saw her first boyfriend recently in <laughs> He was eating a whole chicken in the street, but talking to him about eating a chicken. <laughs> eating a chicken like he was like he was sipping a drink. So he was like, Have you been? Yeah, have you been? He's eating his whole chicken. <laughs> <laughs> he was suggesting, I thought, Yeah, I suppose. How much meat can you hold in the street? 
<laughs> you can eat a wing, maybe. Same with fruit. I went yeah. mango in the street, and I got a lot of looks. Like people were like, "Whoa, whoa! Do you think you're eating an apple? It's like mango. You can't eat that. <laughs> a whole chicken in the street." I really, I would have loved to have seen that. That's that's when that's when you realise you made the right decision about the relationship when you see them eating a roast chicken in the middle of the street like a king. Yeah. <laughs> He was on a holiday with us once where um, I was in Corfu and it's a food story, I haven't gone mad. And I was in, uh, was it Corfu? And uh, this guy came to the table, the waiter, was very nice, we went to this restaurant every night. And then Kefalonia, we were in Kefalonia. And then he said, um, you haven't had Kefalonia pie, you haven't had my pie. Uh, my, my mum makes it every night. And I was like, oh. And then he was like, oh my God. <laughs> he said, it's the best, it's the greatest pie. Like, <laughs> it's the greatest thing you'll eat and he had not let me down i've been there for two weeks not a, not a bad meal he came out i go with a pie i think well why not and what he puts in front of me right i'm not that fussy neater like i'll sort of give anything a go bar bread and butter pudding we'll get to that but like i put it in my mouth and every part of my body went into like no like you can't i can't swallow it i can't do and my friend kim was so she was like because we she was like, you better eat that pie. And I was like, what should we do? His mum's made it. <laughs> so it's like row at the table about me and the pie, about what I was going to do. And because they put me under so much stress, I had to tip it into my new handbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my worst um, food thing. What was in the pie? Can you remember? It was horror. Like, you know, it was just the, it was, it was the worst thing I'd ever, but it, it was just jazz, but not good. It was like really bad. Like my brain was not, it was danger. I ate danger. <laughs> I knew it was dangerous. Whatever it was. What it, did you do with your bag afterwards? I just couldn't put it out there to give it to these cats. They're all the Kefalonia cats on the way home, like spilling this pie out of the bag. Um, <laughs> but the worst one, me having to compliment him, he was like, you like the pie? And then he taught me more. It was really awful. I bet it completely ruined the roast chicken you brought out with you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if I, I mean, I love a roast chicken. You won't get a better. You can't beat a roast chicken. And if you feel down, cook a roast chicken. I've yeah. been doing a lot of lockdown roast chickens. They're great. There is a great. If you obviously if you're not if you're not veggie, roast chicken, some potatoes. It's nice. It's a nice meal. Guess how many chickens Ed had at one point during lockdown? How many chickens have you had during lockdown, Ed? Now, and well, they had a, at any one time. At one point, just guess how many chickens he had. It's not, it's a difficult guess because I'll tell the story in a sec. I'm going to say three. That would be a lot, wouldn't it? That would be too much, I think, three would. Just say, say the number first, Ed, and then tell the story. No, because it's not in whole chickens, is it? So I'm well, going to have to... Add up the parts. <laughs> so what happened was I was using a, a food delivery service that normally deliver to restaurants, but have pivoted to delivering ha- to houses during the, during the lockdown. So I thought, great. The problem is, it's still uh, the way I navigated it wasn't ideal, and I didn't look at a lot of the descriptions for what I was ordering. I just saw chicken and pressed order, um, and I accidentally ordered five kilograms of chicken thighs. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> the problem is they also brought twelve chicken supremes and a whole chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the guy looked so confused as well because you have to put in a restaurant name because that's part of the app. So it just said Ed's place on the box. <laughs> Oh my god! How much? How, how much have you eaten? Well, I put a lot in the freezer, um, and we had uh, two friends who live nearby. During their government-sanctioned walk, walked past the front path, and I left them a big bag of chicken. Oh god! Didn't know that bit. 
I didn't know that little detail. Yeah, but I'm not going to keep all that. I don't need all that chicken. Other people needed the chicken, so I needed to get rid of the chicken. Oh, and, good you, know, you, can't, you can't you can't go out, so I can't take a roast chicken out, can I? No, no, no. That's a, it's a it's very nice of you. Don't get me wrong, but what a what a thing to see. <laughs> if, if anyone saw that, <laughs> just a bag of chicken. Yeah, I felt like I was doing a drug deal. Yeah, like a really weird. I suppose that's if if it carries on like this, that will be the kind of deals we're doing. Like. I'll bring you a wig for a spud sort of thing. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Roast chicken is your main. Yeah. And Ed argues a side dish for your starter. So what is your actual side dish with this roast chicken? Okay. So in the winter, up to April, I'm going to go roast potatoes, red cabbage, broccoli, very traditional, uh, and really great gravy, like a red wine gravy. After April, you want all the salads. You don't want to commit to anyone. You want all of them around the plates. It's just a load of colour. But the king is still the roast chicken. Everyone else is just a guest that he's <laughs> So I like that you're you're dividing your side dishes by the tax year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. You can, everyone's got to pay their tax. <laughs> when, you, what, when you say all the salads... Um, can you start listing them, please? Okay, so I'm gonna first of all, can we do a Greek salad? is a is a safe intro salad for people not familiar with the salad. Um, <laughs> you, you sort of leaves, red onion, um, olives. Uh, <laughs> then I'm going to go like a red cabbage coleslaw. Like when you get in kebab shops, which they should sell in shops and they don't, and it's infuriating. It's a lovely, yeah. lovely dish. Uh, <laughs> Do you get the juicy, the juicy um, uh, pepper with that? Do you get the, you know, the, the ones we got, the light green ones? They're so good. I'd have some. Yeah. I'd have some potato salad. Must be eighties, but I'd have it there as an option. Um, and I'd have uh, like avocado, pineapple pesto salad. I'm very sweet corn. I'd have like a Tex-Mex salad. 
uh, I'd rich, I'd go, I think you can make, you should make it all so you can have like five different sort of meals based off that one chicken. What you've done here is you've lulled it into a false sense of security because your starter's been halloumi, simple. Main course, roast chicken, simple. Side dish, a thousand different things. (laughs) (laughs) If it's one side dish, if you want me to go one, I'm going to say roast potatoes. I think roast chicken and roast potatoes is the most comforting of foods. And it is like... It levels you out. It's the tea of food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Brilliant. If someone said to me, a podcast guest in the future will say, roast chicken and roast potatoes is the tea of food, in one guest I'd say, Roisin Connerty. Yep. Thank you. (laughs) That's definitely what Roisin would say. That's the brand. I did roast potatoes for the first time the other day. What? What? James, you're 40. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i've never made them before you never had them or you never made them oh i've had them oh my god imagine <laughs> imagine if he'd never had roast potatoes what a machine I, I, i've had the tea of food before but like i i i hadn't made them before oh i see and how did you do, um, what did you do? what was your technique so i followed a thing i found online and i boiled them first so they were uh soft but not done then i put them in the pan with uh or put them in the, in the tray with olive oil salt and pepper squashed them all then put them, <laughs> then, then put them in that face that face was bad because i tell you what me and roisin were, were thinking you were going down the standard route parboil shake them a little bit in the pan yeah, in hot fat, whack them in, whack them in the oven. Yes. No one was expecting the squash. No one was <laughs> like a rage cook. Halfway <laughs> yes. through, you decided they needed to be taught a lesson. Squash them, kick the shit out of the cooker, put them on. <laughs> yeah. Why did you squash them, mate? Uh, it said to do it. So if you squash them all, <laughs> they get crispier. You get more crispy bits because they get all. Uh, so it squashes them. Then the outside, there was more crispy stuff, little bits of crispiness. And uh, they were very nice like that. Was this recipe from the Incredible Hulk website? Yes. <laughs> were they like potato cakes then? Like flat? No, no, no. I didn't go mad. That, I, you just give them a little squash with a, like a like a spatula. Right. Push down on them. So you squash them all a little bit. So they, 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 they're like bursting at the seams, but not smashed so they look like they're kind of like puffing out their jackets a bit and then you put them in and then uh roast them up once the mash king always the mash king yeah i've got a mash yeah what's happened here is you've not made roast potatoes you've made flat hot mash yeah <laughs> you, turn them, you turn them when you're cooking them no oh interesting <laughs> it's not interesting it's fucking rubbish didn't know that was the that that was a rule. I, I mean, halfway through, I put the broccoli in with them. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, put your parsnips and your carrots in the broccoli. Um, yeah, yeah. No, just just, just chuck the broccoli in. And I, I looked up the best one. We had some broccoli and needed using up. And I was like, Mackenzie, give me that. Give me that. Give me my phone. And I, I had a little look, and uh, it said roasted broccoli. Had a nice recipe for it. So. I put it in with it. I put, I put, well, first of all, I tossed the broccoli when it was still raw with like olive oil and lemon juice and salt. 
then I put it I put it in the uh, in the same tray as the potatoes. And when it came out, I put the broccoli in a separate bowl and covered it in parmesan and pepper and tossed it around in there. And that was very nice. And also, I should add that just before my squashed roast potatoes were done, I chucked some chopped up spring onions on top of them. Ooh, so- nice, James. I'll be. I'm sold. I'm sold on the squash roast potatoes and the roast broccoli. Sounds genuinely nice. Um, don't forget, we're doing this for Cosmic Shambles uh, Stay at Home Festival. Uh, it's to uh, raise money for performers and artists who have lost their livelihood uh, during this difficult time. If you go to cosmicshambles.com forward slash stay at home, you can leave a tip in the jar uh, and there should be a link on the video that you're watching now as well. Uh, we would love you to chuck in a little bit uh, and that will go to some people who really need it. Now, let's crack on with the menu. We're coming to your drink now. You said you liked fizzy drinks earlier. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to crack open one of my own. Can you hear that? It gives me a feeling, that noise. Like it's visceral. <laughs> like it's like the smell of the cinema. I'm like, oh, someone's got a fizzy drink. <laughs> Love it. This is my favourite fizzy drink. What is it? Uh, my girlfriend ordered it for me the other day as a surprise. I'm extremely excited. 24 cans of it. Corsten Press. Are you familiar with Corsten Press? Yes, lovely. Rhubarb, Corsten Press. Not rhubarb, no. Yep, the rhubarb one's my favourite. I hate rhubarb. Oh, when I die, bury me with cost and press. Cost and press is lovely. I like the apple <laughs> rhubarb. My mum, for my whole life, makes uh, rhubarb crumble and then pretends that we've not had the conversation where I told her I don't like rhubarb. It's really, it's like, it's really dark actually. <laughs> what have you got against rhubarb, mate? It tastes awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bitter, poisonous stick. It's disgusting. It has no bliss no. point. No one can enjoy that. It's a vegetable disguised as something. It's horrible. I hate it. You are so suspicious of food dressing up as other things yet again. Yes, it's awful. And in a crumble, it is dressed up. It looks innocent. If I put crumble, and then you get into this like swamp food, this disgusting <laughs> hell's hellscape taste, you're just like ah. Does it creep you out that it, it makes a sound when it grows? I knew there was something wrong with it. <laughs> it makes a sound when it grows. So they they when they for, they force grow rhubarb. They force grow it. What a being! No wonder it's in a foul mood. They grow it in the dark, so it grows quicker because it's growing to try and find the light. But there is no light for it to find, and it's growing so quickly that if you listen to it uh, in when it's growing indoors, it's creaking. You can hear it. that's how quickly it's growing. That's the saddest thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> I've got I've got PMT and that has broken me. That is a horror story. I'm strolling down to the orchard via the rhubarb patch. <laughs> Open a can of custom press, pour it down the hatch. I can't believe poor rhubarb. What a tale! And I'm judging it for not being a nice god. You don't. You, you never know people's stories. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm drinking it down and I love it. <laughs> I really like Corson Press. They could do with a few more bubbles. No, I like the fact there's not many bubbles in it and I love the rhubarb taste. When I die, bury me with Corson Press. James had a beer before we started recording. He's the only person I know who's whimsical enough to drink a full beer and then go back to soft fizzy drinks. <laughs> I love Corson Press, Ed. I love it. We're not even being sponsored by it. They haven't sent us any freebies. I love Corsten <laughs> Press so much. This is not the first time I've sung these songs. I sing them around the flat all the time. 
I love it. Your drink, Roshi. My drink would be, because I don't drink alcohol anymore. So that's all changed. So I'm probably, if I'm, if I'm trying not to look like a child and it's a very posh restaurant, I'll order something like, uh, you know, elderflower, soda water and elderflower, uh, sort of thing got hair in my eye damn it um if i'm talking to my real friends i'm gonna go i'll probably order a couple of drinks like a coca-cola sparkling water and lime and a tap water i like three in front of me at all times a, a flight oh <laughs> uh, yeah exactly i like um I like, I like a little selection of drinks a meze of drinks i think we can i think we can let you have three soft drinks if you're not having alcohol i think you can have a flight a flight of soft perfect for me because then you know and then i can sort of mix around them with the courses and work out what goes with what so what you're going for coke sprite and fanta coke elderflower and like a water just a straight water um if i could see it'd be easier hold on we just uh, Sorry. <laughs> Bad number, can't see James. Um, but yeah, kind of just straight. What's it, the weirdest? I might go, but occasionally I'll go for a, oh, a non-alcoholic beer as well. We've discovered those lately. They're quite good if you don't want to. You don't want to get into a conversation about not drinking. People just think you're drunk because they talk so fast. So suddenly, a drink disguised as another drink is okay <laughs> in your book, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got you. He got. He's got Damn you it! now. I got you. I've been waiting and I got you. <laughs> yes, I think that's my only one. Not only one, but yeah, having a non-alcoholic beer, I think sometimes if you're out and it just it just eases everyone else around you if you're not drinking, it just makes everyone like, rather than saying, you're not drinking, you're not drinking. Carsten, Carsten, Carsten Press. You ask me if I want word, I'll say yeah. James, you could do, you could really do some jingles. Yeah, I could do some jingles. I'm trying to use this for that at the moment. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm going to get some jingle work off the back You could do really great jingle work. Is that what it's called, jingle work? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's called jingle, jingle work. work. Yeah. James, if we if we threw some product at you now, could you do you think you could come up with jingles straight off the bat? Well, it depends. I could try to, yeah. But, you know, bear in mind, I love Causton Press, so that's how I'm able to but do it. But what about bats? Because they've had a really bad press because of everything. So bats. if you have to bats. read, you have to do bats. Mm. How are you going to make bats back? It's flying in the air. It's a little bad. It's a skinny little bat. It is not bad. It landed on my shoulder. It told me a secret. It said, I'm a nice bat. Come to my house. So we went to his house. And what was in the house? It was a lovely mouse. It was married to a mouse. Bats and mice. That is very nice. And they had some babies and they were called bice. Oh, that was great. Really good, actually. I really like that he lived with a mouse because my big television idea... (laughs) Bearing in mind you have a very successful sitcom already, Roisin. This is your big television idea. (laughs) It's called Animals Meeting Animals. And it's just animals who wouldn't have met other animals. And we just watch them meet. (laughs) Four hours on a Sunday if you're hungover and you just watch a horse meet an owl. You watch a donkey meet a fish. You just watch and you bring them to places that they wouldn't have met. And a a mouse meeting a bat... Yes, I want to get up for that, thanks. A donkey meeting a fish. No, maybe not a fish, but like a dolphin. Also, you gave you gave examples of animals that could quite possibly meet. A horse meeting an owl, that completely makes sense. Being in the same, meeting each other, probably. Okay, a rabbit meeting a, a goat. But like meeting each other. <laughs> that's still, that's still going to happen. A bear meeting a, uh, a bear meeting a sheep. Yeah, sheep's dead. <laughs> the end of that episode is that the sheep is absolutely dead, and the bear is 
destroyed it. The problem why I haven't actually made this show is because, like, because of the yeah. death count. You don't, you don't have a bunch of dolphins pushing around a donkey corpse in the water, just passing a donkey between themselves as it floats slowly on the top of the surface. A tiger meeting a, a tiger. Meet. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I feel like I've got a pitch meeting. It's gone really bad. Yeah, well, you stop, stop, stop naming predators. Stop going a tiger. Learn, learn from the bear thing. Okay, a bear. No, not a bear. <laughs> um, a okay, a rabbit meeting a lamb. That sounds nice. Right, that sounds nice. Yeah. Um, but they could eat, they could meet in the field though. Yeah, but you, know, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I presume they do meet. I'm just saying, let's capture this. Let's see them meet yes. and see them going. I just want to see the first time a lamb's like, what's that? <laughs> Would you do a voiceover for it? Oh yeah, free. Yeah. As long as I could be there for the for the big for the big guns, you know, like for your for your heavyweight animals meeting each other, like a bear meeting. I'm obsessed with bears. A gorilla and a bear. Oh my god, they've never met. Oh no. Yeah, but that'd be a horrible fight. No, no, you don't let them fight. They would fight. You, you put, you put, you put a thing in between them. But you just set them sitting together. A, a, a glass room, a glass wall, and then you yeah. see the gorilla going like, "You look sort of hard, but you're not a gorilla." And a bear's like, <laughs> "What is with this guy?" But wouldn't they both just start smacking the glass and like beating their paws and fists to a bloody pulp? Well, it's better than EastEnders. I'd watch that all day. So, Roisin, your your idea for a TV show is a zoo. No, not a zoo. They only, meet. they only meet for a minute. They meet for a little bit. It's a meet and greet. <laughs> and then they're back to their respective homes. There's no living there. They have to just meet quickly, say hello. A lamb meeting a gorilla. No, the lamb's dead. This is Tom. Tom is a 17-year-old gorilla. This is Lucy. She's a three-week-old lamb. This is Tom seeing her. Oh, Tom's running towards her. Cut. That's it. James, can you do the theme music for uh, this show? Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, Tom and Lissy, they are getting busy. Tom is a gorilla and Lissy's a missy little lamb. They're in a field. Tom won't yield and Lissy is dead. And we come to your dessert. My favourite course. Now this might be spicy. Uh-oh, I will have no problem shutting my laptop if you say what I think you're going to say. A cup of tea and a Kit Kat. A cup of tea and a Kit Kat? <laughs> I'm fine ah. with that. I'm, I'll, a, I'll let that happen. A cup of tea, it's the, the roast chicken of drinks. It is, and sometimes at dinner you have a lovely meal and then you think, now I've got to go into the whole other world of desserts. Mm. I love a dessert, don't get me wrong. But sometimes at dinner, really nice, a lovely meal, and you think, you know what I really would like? cup of tea and a Kit Kat yeah. or like a bowl of tea so they make it look like something yeah. new and like Kit Kats bits around the side that's what you want a cup of tea and a Kit Kat what kind of Kit Kat is it your traditional four fingers but maybe give a six because you know you like to feel a bit sick after dessert to know that because you're going to pay seven pound for it and you know how much Kit Kat costs <laughs> I think about it a lot why can I just get a Kit Kat now where do you stand on the Kit Kat Chunky? Because I would argue it is superior to the Kit Kat. Uh-oh. No, it's it's fine. It's a, it's good. It's a fine bar of chocolate. But the Kit Kat itself is, um, I think it's a perfect uh, sort of sweet thing. It's There's no, you don't add any more to it. It's brilliant. It's a perfect thing. And especially the way it, when you add it with a tea, you know, when you... <laughs> Um, yeah, I think with tea, there's it's the nicest dessert. It's such a comforting dessert. Oh, that's exactly what I need. I don't need a massive 
cake or a bowl of ice cream or whatever. Are you dipping it in your tea or are you taking a bite of the Kit Kat and a swig of the tea or a swig of the tea and then you're putting the Kit Kat in somehow? <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> no, don't do that, Roche. Too late. Did it. Someone's already made a meme out of it. I'm going to dip, I think, put the Kit Kat in. Um, also, I quite like, because it makes me feel very decadent, putting the whole four fingers in the cup and then just biting it. Wow, so you don't break off the Kit Kat finger by finger. You just bite it like a big, like you're biting someone's hand. Say I was in a work thing, or say I was like in a normal with people, I'd eat, I'd eat the Kit Kat. If I'm treating it as a dessert, I'll eat it like a cake. So I'll dip the four fingers yep. and then bite it. Nothing but respect for that. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the best way to eat a Kit Kat, in my opinion, a four finger Kit Kat, is just to eat it like one slab. And, and bite it like that across the different fingers is great. You feel like a king. You feel like, look at yeah. me. Ooh. Yeah. I went through a real phase of Kit Kats on trains, getting them from the train buffet car, and they keep them in the fridge. And I was normally hung over for some reason. I'd be traveling back from a gig or traveling back from uni or something, and they kept them in the fridge. And a cold four-finger Kit Kat Ooh. is the perfect hangover cure. I like room-temperature chocolate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I'm not against room temperature chocolate, but a cold dairy milk or a cold Kit Kat, I'd argue, is better than a room a room temp dairy milk. Uh, or a got a side of red on this one. I think a cold dairy milk potentially, but other than I think sometimes it takes too long for the flavour to melt. Whereas when it's room temperature, you get the chocolate hit straight away. And mm-hmm. I'm all about getting as much of the hit. Now, Roisin, I need to bring this. I need to bring this up. I've been getting into it during lockdown. Have you ever had a Tony's Choco Lonely bar? Oh, no. What is it? it, uh, it, 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 it is I'll tell best, you what. It's pathetic it how much you like it. the best chocolate on the market. I ordered every flavour the other day, and it came in a big box. I've gone through them in a week. The other day, I was eating some Tony's Choco Lonely, and out loud, with a mouthful, said, I don't know how they do it. Where do you get this? The internet. You know what, you know what else you can get on the internet? Go on. Carsten, Carsten, <laughs> Carsten Press. I drink it down and it gets rid of my stress. Tony's Choco Lonely is the best chocolate on the market. What What does it consist of? What's it? What's its? What's it doing? What's its? What's its vibes? So it's very chunky. You you break it off. It's not. It's like it's not in regular squares. It's all like crazy paving. So you just snap it off and you might get a big bit, you might get a small bit. But they do an amazing milk one. They do a good dark one. But they do a salted pretzel one. They do a salted caramel one. They do a honey almond one. It is phenomenal. Ed, I've got to be honest with you, right? We've been, you've brought this up on a text group that we're on. Yeah. And you and a couple of members of the text group were waxing lyrical about Tony's Chocolonely and how much you love it. It's the best. And I was suspiciously silent during it because although I like Tony's Chocolonely, I do not get why you're all so excited about it. For me, it's not, it doesn't really stand apart from the others. I, I hate to say it because. I do like eating it, and I don't want them to think I don't like their product, because I do. But uh, it, you're, you're like Road to Damascus. Yeah, I'm evangelical about Tony's Chocolate Lonely. I think it is the, the best chocolate out there. It's better than anything. Oh, and man. I'm sorry, James, it's better than Whittaker's. Whitter what? Well, well both <laughs> of those responses make me want to shut my laptop. I cannot believe that Ed said it in the first place. I can't believe that Roshi doesn't know what Whittaker's is. Whittaker's is the best chocolate in the world, Roshi. It's from New Zealand. Too soft. It's absolutely delicious. Every single type of Whittaker's makes me head over heels in love with chocolate all over again. But it is very different. to. to uh, I guess you're either a Whittaker's boy or a chocolate-lonely-aholic, right? Because like they're very different chocolates. I, li- look, I like Whittaker's, but it's it's a softer thing. Yes, it's softer, yes. Chocolate Lonely is 
solid. They both sound great. I'm going to order both of them. I'm a big, I've got, um, I like chocolate is a real friend. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of all the different flavour Kit Kats that came out over the years? Mint, orange, the peanut chunky, peanut butter chunky, all those ones. The orange was good. The orange is actually a good uh, move, but the rest I, I just felt, they, uh, I think a lot of chocolate now isn't as good as the stuff, oh my God, it makes you sound mad, but like invented, like they haven't messed with the Kit Kat. Like so many other chocolate bars taste different because they've had to like take sugar down or, you know, because they're making them smaller and they, it just feels like they're, um, I don't know, it's not right. Same with, like, crisps. You know, they just don't take... Sometimes you're like, oh, they've taken all the salt out. Like, it just doesn't taste like what it did. But Kit Kats just feel timeless. But the new, newer yeah. versions of them taste a bit... I don't know, a bit more synthetic. I mean, I'll eat them. I'll eat whatever's there. I'll eat any old chocolate. I think that's a great dessert. I think restaurants are yeah. genuinely missing a trick by not offering that as a combo. I think you're right. Oh, my God, I'm so pleased. Oh, we've not asked any questions about the cup of tea. We've asked all our questions about the Kit Kat. Yes. Oh. We've not asked any questions about the cup of tea and how you're having that. Because you're the first person, I think, on the podcast who has actually chosen a cup of tea correctly, if I'm wrong, Ed. It's a huge part of the dessert. I think it tells you that it's time for feeding time is over. Tea, I am. Uh, so if I was making tea, I tea bag, hot water. And the, the main thing for me is you keep it moving. You don't leave tea sitting there. You keep it moving. Then you don't have any weird tanning, but you have to keep it moving so it's not brittle and you don't get any weird, but it, it needs to be strong. And then you put the milk in. Everything else, after, you don't leave, you don't put milk in to, it's madness that the tea needs hot water. You don't put milk in first. It, it's it, wild, wild. Um, yes. So you just put, but the main thing I see is people leaving it brew and tea doesn't brew. It just sort of stagnates. You have to mm -hmm. keep it fresh keep it moving the whole time so i like it like a i'm funny about cups so i'd have it in okay okay we're doing it um a thin <laughs> like a thin rimmed mug uh-huh i like it. i like the tea to be thick but the cup to be thin yeah um quite uh hot but not burning and a good tea bag like a yorkshire tea bag not PG tips, sorry, PG tips. Um, and yeah, and I'd also, a friend of mine, she told me that she has got a pint cup because she always wants more tea than she makes in the morning. So this is the only thing I'm going to get. And she has that, because she's like, of course, you want more tea than a cup of tea in the morning. You want a pint of tea. And so that's the thing I'm looking into at the moment. Yeah, of course you are. After your, whatever, your Coca-Cola tenants cans you used to have. <laughs> so now, you, now, now you want a, a pint of tea. Of course you do. Why don't we have pints of tea? Why? Yeah. We made pots. Pop, we go, let's have a pot of tea. And you go, we could just have bigger cups. <laughs> like mm -hmm. we did with a beer. <laughs> now, I'm probably going to upset some more listeners like when I said I didn't like Yorkshire puddings. Um, I don't like tea. Whoa. Okay. I don't, well, I don't drink it. it, if, it if someone said, here's your only drink you can have, and it was a cup of tea, I'd be like, fine, I'll have it. But I don't yeah. drink it. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a cup of tea. So what do you have in the morning then? How do you know you're alive? Coffee. Coffee is too aggressive a wake up. It's not tea is Roche, Roche, wake up, Roche, wake up. Coffee is fuck out of bed. Yeah, that's 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 what I need. I need every single nerve in my body tingling and I need to be doing an, a horrible shit within an hour of being awake. Then you should have a tea. You should have a tea first, and then it just gives you a little bit of a gentle it's a gentle sort of start. It says you ready for a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a coffee now. I had it in my bottle. It's really awful. No wonder I'm half mad. Um, but my mum, we were in Ireland a few years ago. And my, my cousin had a baby. And, um, my mum was like, 
And her mum was like, do you want to put tea? She put some tea in the baby's bottle. And we're all, she was like, we're like <laughs> she was like, oh, we all did. And, you know, 80s, everyone just said, I was like, I had tea in my bottle. I was like, oh, you've explained so much. <laughs> So it's a very. Uh, What's the thinking behind giving a baby a cup of tea? What can go wrong with a hot, milky, caffeined up baby? Do you know what my mum, mum and dad used to put in my baby bottle? Oh yeah, what? Carsten, Carsten, yeah. Carsten, press! I'm a little baby and I drink it from the breast. <laughs> Hang on, you said it was from the bottle. Are you now suggesting that your your mum could <laughs> no. produce Carsten press? That's why I love it so much. Yeah, clearly. Yep. That's what I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Well that's gonna oh, I'm gonna get a horrible text soon about that. I'm gonna get one about the tea. It was people smoked in the hospitals. I don't know why I'm getting that. They used to put your mum in the dark, didn't they? And if you open the door you could hear her creaking. <laughs> I can't tell a lie, that's what happened. <laughs> I'm going to read your order back to you now, Roisin. See how you feel about it. Uh, you said you would like sparkling water. Then poppadoms with none of the dips. You'd like halloumi with some coriander and tomatoes as your starter. Your main course is roast chicken. Your side dish is roast potatoes. Your drink was a flight of soft drinks. <laughs> and your dessert, cup of tea and a Kit Kat. <laughs> How how are you feeling about that? I think it makes me sound like I've never eaten in a restaurant. <laughs> I think it sounds like I'm just trying to guess what I would get in a restaurant. I'm like, can't get a tea in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, it feel, it sounds like the menu that someone who's pretending to be a human has gone. I imagine this is pretty fancy. <laughs> so many things. It doesn't sound like someone who's travelled yeah. a lot. Be very upset with that meal, if I'm honest. And if you like, we could serve the tea in a baby bottle. Oh, I mean, that is a whole other thing for restaurants anyway. Why don't they do that? They serve all the other stuff, <laughs> weird stuff. Roisin, that was a brilliant menu. Thank you so much for uh, coming to the Dream Restaurant. We've had a lot of fun. And hopefully uh, everyone at home enjoyed it, despite technical issues. Thank you so much for having me. And it was a real treat. It was really nice to see you guys during lockdown and hear you, James, even though I know that you're <laughs> yes. a little Tinkerbell, James, flying around, drinking your coffee. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Well, there we have it, the off-menu menu of Roisin Conaty. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, despite technical hitches uh, and sound issues. We tried our hardest, Benito worked his damnedest, uh, and I think it was a good menu and a good episode in the end, James. Yeah, do you know what? It, we made the best of a bad situation. Everyone really pulled together. Spirit at the Blitz, It was, I, I think it was a good episode. I think it was the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> James has called it best step ever. I actually think roast chicken being the tea of food is one of my favourite descriptions of a dish ever. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, as you said, at some point it was like we really were talking to an alien who didn't know what food was. A marvellous episode. And th James calling someone else an alien, d despite having an alien-like uh, aura about him and also saying mm -hmm. he'd cooked roast potatoes for the first time and squashed them. So, Well, I mean, a lot of people have stuck up for me about that. How do you know? My mum texted me and told right. me that you guys do not know what you're talking about. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Roisin did not say carob. Well done, Roisin. 
Although she might have said it, and, and we just didn't pick it up because of the poor connection. <laughs> it might have been with every she single might... course. It might have been roast chicken and carob, and it just cut out just just yeah. at that point. Yeah. So um, get out the restaurant then. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to donate some more money, uh, chuck a tip in the jar if you enjoyed it. Even if you just want to stick a quid in, if you can, that would be great. Go to cosmicshambles.com forward slash stay at home. We'll be back next Wednesday with another regular episode recorded in a studio environment and edited and you can hear it. Yes. Goodbye. Farewell. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or amusing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and he just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.